All right, what's good, everyone? Welcome to the Through It All podcast. Uh, the idea behind each episode is just to uncover one's true story and kind of have on- honest conversations about overcoming the difficulties of life. And today's special guest, we got Calvin Schoenbaum. Calvin grew up in Inglewood, uh, Colorado, and graduated from Valor Christian High School, uh, which is the same school of two of my current teammates. So shout out to Jalen Sanders and Kale Knuckles. Uh, they both went to the same school. And then Calvin is currently studying business management here at Concordia Irvine. And is also an outfielder on the baseball team. And on top of that, he just got his private pilot certification in December and is currently working on uh, his commercial ability to get a job as a part-time flyer. Um, so I kind of want to start with the flying, man. How, how'd, yeah. you, how'd you get into that, uh, that flow? Oh, gosh, dude. Oh, man. I was four years old. Um, it was me and my parents, and uh, one of our good family friends from church uh, works at Jeppesen, so it's an uh, aviation company okay. and stuff, um, and he also has, like, all his ratings and everything, and uh, I've always been interested in aviation. He's like, oh, yeah, why don't you guys come up with, you know, with me and stuff? I'll fly you around, and um, man, I was four years old sitting in the back of the Cessna 172, and it was just kind of like something clicked. It was just like, mm. this is what I want to do, and... It was like, all right, this is this is my passion. This is what I love, and it was—I don't know—it was just from from a young age. It was just something that always intrigued me. What like feelings did you get when you're just flying up there? No one else, like it's just you and your thoughts, and just you're in a plane. Like oh, what? Man. What type of emotions came up during that? Oh, dude, every everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you when you talk about flying alone, so like part of flight training, uh, you the first part of flight training is getting you to solo. Um, and so that means flying by yourself and, uh, oh man, dude, my first solo flight, it's, it's one of those you'll never forget. Yeah. Um, you basically go up, do a couple takeoffs, landings and, uh, the instructor hops out and he's like, all right, it's all on you. And, uh, wow. so as, as a student pilot, you're, you're flying yourself, you do a couple takeoffs and landings, but man, that was, uh. That was a thrill. It was crazy. It was like, wow, I'm actually doing this right now. And right. it was also funny, too, because, I mean, when I was taxiing to the runway and everything, um, it was just kind of one of those, just like, all right, you're on your own, you know, don't screw up here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get yourself out of any situation you get yourself into. But at the same time, there's a lot of flight training, you know, prior that goes into it to make sure that you're ready and and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so that was, that was a crazy thrill. And then got my private certification December of 2019. Um, and stuff. So I was a sophomore here at Concordia and, uh, got that and, uh, took a couple of my friends up flying and stuff. My parents up flying, uh, probably my most memorable trip was when I was back home. It was during COVID, uh, when that hit and, uh, it was me and one of my best friends from high school, Luke Lonneman. Um, he was like, yeah, man, we should go up flying sometime. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I looked, and the plane was open for three days. And so I was like, dude, we should go somewhere. That'd be sweet. Let's, let's like, go yeah. across country. And he's like, oh, dude, let's do it. Like, my, my grandparents live in South Dakota, like, Watertown. Let's go. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So we just booked the plane right then and there, like, the day before. And wow, just, yeah, we went up, stayed there for a couple of days, did a little bit of a shooting at the range and fishing and just loving every day and then came back. And, yeah. That's crazy, dude. Just kind of like going back to your first, your solo flight, right? Yeah. How old were you exactly when uh, the keys, you had the keys to the kingdom, basically? Gosh, I think I was 
17. 17 when you're flying by, like, no one else. Yeah. Literally just you. Yeah. Bro, I mean, I've driven a car, obviously, by myself before, and I thought that was, like, wild, right, the first time. But that is literally nothing compared to flying a plane. 42,000. That's, like, 42,000 feet above ground. That's, like, the... Is that the standard? No, no, no. We don't don't go that high. You don't... Okay, but something like that. Obviously, you're, you're in a plane, right? Yeah. So, like, what type of emotion like are you fearful are you excited like if like with whatever emotion you're dealing with like how do you handle that it was it was definitely a mix um I was definitely excited and stoked um but then at the same time you know you definitely I don't know I guess it's not like a fear um but one thing that my mentor always told me is um he's like the minute that you lose fear for flying he goes you should stop flying and he, what he meant by that was basically if you, every time that you get in and you go flying, if you're not constantly on everything, making sure you're crossing your T's, dotting your I's, you know, making sure everything is done correctly. And you also don't have that, if you, if you don't have a fear of, okay, I could lose an engine here, you know, what am I doing? Where am I going? You know, just running through everything. He goes, if you lose that, he goes, stop flying because he goes, that's the minute you become unsafe mm. and an unsafe pilot. And what is an example, like in a plane of dotting your, or crossing your T's and dotting your I's, like what would a specific checks be for you? Um, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, man, is just running through the checklist. Okay. What's the um, checklist? So we have like a checklist that we'll follow. Um, and so say like, if we were going to go out flying, um, the very first thing would be to check the weather, you know, first, make sure the weather's good, everything. Um, no thunderstorms, nothing crazy, no strong winds, nothing like that. Um, and that's, that's very, very thorough. Um, I'm just kind of skip top of the iceberg, right, you right. know, here, um, and stuff. And then from there, then we'll go out to the plane, pre-flight it. And that's just kind of like a walk around, making sure everything's good, you know, oil levels, uh, making sure there's no holes in the plane, anything like that. No rivets missing, um, nothing like that. And then from there we'll, we'll hop in, start engine. We'll go out, do a, a engine run up when we're on the ground. Um, and that's just kind of double check in, um, you know, make sure it's running smooth, make, sh- make sure both magnetos are working, um, you know, and stuff like that. And then from there, when, when everything looks good, then we'll, we'll go in taxi and take off and go to our destination. So that's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's such a cool feeling. Um, you talked about your mentor and him saying like, when you get fearful of doing something, then you're just like, like stop flying. Yeah. So like, I know you said run through your checklist, but is there anything like a tip, like you do specifically to immerse yourself completely in that moment? So you're not worried about, Oh, the engine or all these bad things that could happen. You're just locked in where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I've always done and always been taught in my training is like a before takeoff, checklist of basically if we lose the engine on the runway, you know, there's enough runway. All right, we're just going to pull the throttle back, you know, hit the brakes and stop. Okay. What happens if we lose an engine after we took off, not enough runway below 500 feet, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, cause you don't have enough altitude to turn back at, you know, below 500 feet and stuff. And so it's just kind of, you know, pre-flight planning of knowing your surroundings, what's around, especially if you're in like a mountainous terrain area and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then if you're, you know, above 500 feet, thousand feet, whatever, just knowing kind of where you're going. And once, once you get to a thousand feet and stuff like that, then you can kind of go through like the engine restart procedure checklist, you know, pretty quickly. Um, and stuff just cause I, I, 
have it memorized. It's one of those things that you just have to have memorized. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of, I'll go through that mentally in my head and just kind of talk through everything. So that way, you know, if it does happen, it's not like, oh crap, I forgot what I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a, it automatically comes back and it's like, all right, I just went over it. This is what I'm doing. Gotcha. Okay. So it's the preparation. And then yeah. once you prepare like the pre-flight stuff and then you kind of get into the air, you go through that checklist and that checklist is like, okay, I'm right here. I'm focused on what I'm trying to, like what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So it puts you right where you need to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. Perfect. And then what, uh, what kind of freedom does flying give you instead of just driving in a car? Oh dude, so much, mm. so much. I and mean, compare it, compare it and, and like compare, contrast. What are the pros, cons, the differences, all that stuff. I mean, pros for sure is definitely, you can avoid traffic. Like for <laughs> yeah. instance, like, I mean, I know we're, we're kind of close to Vegas and everything. So it's like a four hour drive, but there's times where like you can hit traffic and it'll turn into like a six, eight hour drive and stuff. It's a two hour flight, no matter what. Mm. I mean, you don't have to worry about traffic, anything like that. Um, and so, so, I mean, that's definitely a huge pro. Uh, another, another thing would be, for instance, Catalina Island's close. Can't really drive there. It's yeah. <laughs> a two, a two hour, two hour boat ride or a 20 minute flight Yeah, and, and stuff. And so it just gives a lot of freedom to go and explore and go to places like take day trips to places that you normally wouldn't be able to do in a car just because of the long drive and stuff like that. Um, and stuff. And it also, man, the views. Yeah. The views are amazing. Um, I absolutely love it. I've been uh, multiple times over the ocean just cruising along the coast during the sunset. And there's, dude, there's nothing like it. It's so peaceful. Mm. Yeah. It gives you, a, does it give you a per, uh, perspective? Oh, absolutely. And, and like expand on that. Like the, expand on a feeling you get from flying over the coast at a sunset on a Friday or Saturday at like 4.30. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, the first thing that comes to mind, um, and I, I kind of talked about it, you know, in the text I sent you and everything. But, right. Um, man, God comes first and everything and stuff for me. And when you're you're up cruising at 5,000, 6,000 feet, whatever it may be, and you're just cruising along the coast, you can yeah. see the mountains of California. You got the ocean off your, you know, left or right, whichever way you're going. And the sunset in the background, man, it just, it's just a reminder of like, man, God really made all this and it's beautiful and, and stuff. And it's just it really puts it into perspective for me yeah, um, and stuff. And it's just, it's peaceful and it just kind of gives me a sense of like, all right, you're, you're here with me and, and stuff. You never leave, you know, my side, anybody's side. And yeah, that's awesome, man. I applaud your, your courage to do that, man. That's, that's really cool. How, how are your parents with you, with you <laughs> flying? What's their, what's their perspective on that? Let's talk about perspectives for a sec. Oh, dude. Every, every time I go up flying, mm -hmm. my parents always text me. They're like, all right, have a safe flight, but text us when you land. Like, yeah. we want to know that you're there. And uh, going back to that solo flight, actually, my parents and my grandparents were actually both, like, out on the ramp, mm. like, watching me, you know, do my takeoffs and landings and everything. And my mom, I got back on the ground. She's like, oh, my gosh, I was so nervous. It's so weird. She's like, I know you're fine. Like, I know you know what you're doing. But still, it's just like you're my kid. Like, what? Like it's just, she's like, it's just crazy to think about, you know, that you, you're able to do that. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Um, now now we're, we got to transition into baseball a little bit, too. Yeah. We got to kind of implement both of those. So I guess what lessons have you took from being a pilot? and implemented them into baseball. And then I know you've been playing baseball for most of your life, pretty yeah. much your whole life. Yeah. And then vice versa, how have you, what lessons have you learned from baseball, put them into flying? Oh, man. Uh, 
I guess we'll start flying into baseball. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that was a little confusing. No, that's my no, bad. no, I got you. I got you. I was just trying to think. Uh, that's a good question. No one's ever asked asked me that before. Actually, uh, man, flying into baseball. I w- I would say for that, it's definitely never being too high, never being too low. Ah, that's a great one and stuff. And I would I would say just because you know flying, you always have to keep yourself level headed and make sure that you're thinking straight. And stuff, and like, yeah, obviously you're able to talk and, you know, have fun or, you know, stuff like that. But you also got to make sure you're aware of what's going on, you know, and what's happening, your fuel fuel flow, you know, like all that different stuff. Um, And so just making sure that, you know, never too high to where you're like, man, this is sweet. And you're just looking outside the plane always and something could be going on on the inside where, yeah, you know, something could happen to the plane where, um, I mean, transition over to baseball. Baseball is a tough sport mentally just because there's so many days where man I went four for four I'm feeling great you know I'm on top of the moon and then the next day you can go oh for four and have like three k's yeah and you're just like what like it, it just knocks you down so easily and especially like when you're struggling and stuff and it's like you just can't find a hit or anything yeah, like that and stuff yeah absolutely when you're in a slump man dude it's so hard to get yourself mentally back on your own side Right. And so flying for me has given me that never too high, never too low. It's just like, all right, it'll be fine. You know, just keep putting in the work, stick to it. Good things will happen. You like, you know, you'll be fine. Just keep doing it. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And then the other way around, or did you kind of answer both of them in the same thing? Oh man. Cause that was, that was, that was good. I think you kind of hit them both though. A little bit. I think you did. That was good. Now, how do you juggle, obviously, uh, you're a pilot, yeah. you play baseball, and then you still got school. Like, that's why you're here, too. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, that's three big things. So, how do you kind of toss those around in an equal balance? Dude, it, it gets pretty crazy. Um, that's yeah. for sure. Run it's, me through uh, the schedule, because I know you've been real busy. Yeah. So, I mean, the nice part is, well, COVID gave me the extra year of eligibility, um, and stuff. So, so I was able to extend and take a fifth year and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, I've been able to kind of drop my like class units down and stuff. So now I'm able to have like Tuesday, Thursdays off. Okay. So my typical week will usually look uh, Monday I'll have school um, and stuff and then practice in the afternoon, sometimes morning weights. Um, and then Tuesday, because I don't have any class in the morning, I'll usually go and fly that day Wednesday rolls around class and stuff again so and then it just kind of keeps repeating so it's usually Monday Wednesday Friday are my school days Tuesday Thursday Sunday are the flying days gotcha and then baseball Monday through Saturday (laughs) no time for rest (laughs) yeah not really that's awesome dude I mean I love it It keeps me busy and hey man I wouldn't trade it for the world I love everything so well that's that's the goal that's yeah. the end goal. So good for you, man. That's awesome. Um, how do you like? What do you want to do for work in the future? Like with all the things you're doing, your your business business ma- business management management major. You're playing baseball. Like, do you want to coach? Do you want to be in business? Do you want to fly? Like, talk to me about that route. Oh man. Okay. So coaching actually. Uh, when I was in high school, my outfield coach, uh, Cruz, uh, was his was his name and stuff. He. Uh, I told him when I graduated, I was like, if I end up back here with a job and I'm flying out here, I was like, I would love to help coach. Mm. He was like, you got it. He's like, absolutely. And I was like, all right, sweet. You know, just kind of give back into, 
you know, the game a little bit and what's helped shape me and everything and the mentors that I've had in my life as far as coaches and stuff for baseball. And so um, I was like, all right, sweet. And so that, I mean, I would, I would love to coach back at Valor if I get the chance to. Um, but as far as flying wise, um, I'm looking either commercially uh, or like private jets um, and stuff. That's tough. Be, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Uh, if I could, if I could do that, I got a couple connections into, uh, United just for my buddies, um, and their, their dad's flying and stuff. They're both, both of them are my mentors as well. And so that, that definitely helps, um, as far as that goes and everything. But I mean, I know I want to fly. I just don't know exactly what that looks like. So when did you start to get like serious about flying? I know you said it clicked when you were like four, but when did you go all in? I'm like, okay, this is something I really want to pursue. Uh, that was my junior year in high school. That was when I started flight training. Okay. And then when was baseball? I want to go all in. What age was that? Oh, dude, since I was five. Okay. So that's like, how do you, how do you like, where's the love interest from you right now? Like what has, if, if, if you, if I give you like a hundred tokens, how many are you putting in flying? And then how many are you putting in baseball? 50, 50. Really? Yeah. It's equal love. Oh yeah. That's awesome, dude. I, I always told my, I mean, it's always been a dream of mine. I feel like it's every kid's dream. Obviously, you want to make it to the majors. Yeah. And stuff. And so, I mean, that's always been a dream of mine, and that's something that I'm going to keep chasing until, you know, I'm told to put the cleats away. And when that happens, I'll go to flying, and I'll be just fine, you know? Yeah. You see you see players sometimes where baseballs are everything, and then when baseball's over, they don't know what to do. Yeah. And stuff. And so it's just kind of, man, I'm good with whatever happens and what God's plan is, man. I'm good either way. That's so dope. So I, I love them both equally. That you get to like, especially like you were talking about, whether you're killing in baseball or you're in a slump, it's like you can just like go to the other one, yeah. soak that up, and then you start hitting well again in baseball, and then you're back over and you can just keep going back and forth. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's like, that's a really cool thing, man. And what you're doing is super cool. And then just to kind of wrap it up, um, what does like through it all mean to you specifically? Oh man, oh, through it all. I mean, when I when I hear that, I'm thinking like adversity, um, and stuff, man. And you know, a good thing about baseball too is it teaches you a lot of life lessons. Just because it is a sport that's so difficult and so tough to succeed in, and stuff, it's you're always facing adversity and stuff. And so it's it's just kind of life lessons, man. That life is not always going to go the way you expect it, and stuff. And and when stuff hits the fan you know how are you gonna act you know react to it what are you gonna do are you gonna you know put your head down and be like oh poor me are you gonna you know put your shoulders back and kind of like all right I can handle this I can do it I can get through it and stuff and like some another thing for me like with that is I mean I constantly leaning on God you know through that and everything and knowing that I'm not alone and stuff and so that that definitely helps as well and that's a huge huge factor into it as well for me i love that man what what would you say i know i said we're wrapping it up but we i got i gotta ask you this one like what would you say is the most you've struggled with baseball When, when was that and how did you like what what did you feel and how did you get out of that um experience oh man the most i've struggled with baseball Honestly, man, it was it was last year and all through this fall, this past fall. Really? Yeah. Damn, I just got the chills from that, bro. Go Absolutely. go deep into that if if you want to. Yeah, that's cool. No. 
dude, man, the toughest part. <sighs> okay, so it kind of goes back to high school a little bit. So it was, it was my sophomore year, and uh, it was me and a, another guy, Patrick Morton. We were kind of switching off in the outfield and center field. And it was just kind of one of those where it was a friendly and, like, brotherly love competition where it was, like, he'd go out, have a great game, and be like, all right, sweet, I made a diving catch. And he'd come up to me and be like, all right, Cal, you're starting this game. Go one up it. Like, I want to see you do that. And so it was just kind of an eye-opener for me of, you know, putting the team first where it's it's very easy to look inward and be like, oh, it's all about me. I want to be the guy. I want to be the starter. I want to, you know, do all these things and stuff. And so it was just kind of – shift your focus back to team per, team perspective and everything. Wow. And so kind of fast forward to this year um, and stuff, or I guess our past season, 2021 and stuff, it was, it was a year where I was a pinch hit guy coming off the bench um, and stuff in, in key situations. And so, you know, I'm not getting my number called every single day, but at the same time, it's kind of reverting back to that mindset. It's like, okay, so what? You know, we're all in it together. It doesn't matter who's out there. At the end of the day, we all get a ring, man. Yeah. You know, it's like that's what we're striving for, and that's our goal. And it's going to take every single one of us to do that. Um, And so, I mean, mentally-wise, obviously, it kind of plays with you a little bit just because, you know, you get frustrated, say you don't get a hit, and you're like, oh, crap. So then you have to wait, like, another week or so to get another at-bat, you know. And so it's mentally-wise, it's just kind of tough to stay on your own side. And so through all that, man, I was I was just struggling mentally and it carried over into the fall. And then um, I had some, you know, personal family stuff come up uh, that been dealing with through, you know, the fall and even into, you know, now a little bit and stuff. But um, yeah, no, it was it was just a lot of just trying to get back on my own side and just kind of turn into God and like, all right, what's you know, what's your plan through all this? Help me get through it. You know, and everything's going to be okay. Dude, that's incredible, man. First of all, to have the awareness to realize that and then, like, the humility to say that on a podcast, bro. Like, that's seriously, like, that's why I do this. Like, I love that. Being honest and, like. Appreciate it. Does that help? That helps people. That helps me, bro. Because, dude, I, like. Good, I'm glad. I, like, I haven't played since, um, like, because I graduated high school 2020. Valentine's Day was my last game. Okay. And I hadn't, yeah. I haven't played over, like. 10 minutes since that day and Valentine's day is coming up. So it's been like two years. So that hits home with me. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you sharing that. That means a lot, dude. So that's a great way to finish up this convo, but we got to finish with the through it all three. So like three questions at the end. Let's do it. I want to hit you with. So Colin made him. He did it for the previous episode. He was killing. Um, So first one, if money was no limit, what plane would you get and why? Oh, Oh, that's such a good question, man. It's all you, Colin. Good good stuff. Very good question. Any plane. I would have to go... Dude, first one that comes to mind, uh, Gulfstream G650. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. I don't know what it looks like, but it sounds legit. It is, <laughs> it is a very, very nice private jet. Uh, I was working at John Wayne Airport this summer and stuff, and we have... Dude, multi-million dollar jets and Jeez. stuff that 
we're working around and doing stuff for. And uh, one of the pilots, I was actually talking to him about flying and stuff and just trying to pick his brain a little bit and get, you know, um, advice from him and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. We got to pull it up on screen. That's tough. Yeah. And uh, he he was like, oh, yeah, you want to come check out the plane? I was like, absolutely. And stuff. So he, he took me up inside the plane, showed me the cockpit and everything. And, oh, dude, the technology these days is unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. So that would, to answer the question, that would, that's that your would plane? be the plane I'd buy. That's yeah. dope. That's crazy. Absolutely. It looks elite. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Um. Okay, next one. Who is your favorite baseball player and why? Oh. Favorite baseball player. Doesn't have to be current either. It could be past, present, or I guess not future, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Growing up, it was always Todd Helton. Mm. I loved going to the field. He played for Colorado Rockies and stuff, so hometown. Oh, okay. Uh, first baseman. Always loved going to the field, watching him play and everything. Um Currently, I would, oh, man, I would say Albert Pujols mm. and stuff. I mean, he might retire, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would, I would say him just be just because of his work ethic and uh, just the the type of man that he is and and everything. So that's cool. What, I, he, what he stands for? I didn't know the first guy, but Albert Pujols. Um, my dad actually worked with his son. His son was his his client for a little bit on oh, his go- for golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he was a cool dude. So that's that's, that's awesome. cool. And then the third one I want to finish off with is what advice would you give to yourself at your lowest? Oh man, it's kind of one that I finish every episode with. It's like, oh, what advice? Man, I would just have to say, advice that I would give to myself when I'm at my lowest would be just. Keep your head up. Keep your shoulders back. You're going to find a way to get through it. God's going to help you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep plugging away. Keep that same work ethic. Everything will be fine. Everything will work out. God's got a plan for you. If it's meant to be, it'll it'll happen. You know, if it doesn't, then it's just God giving you a sign. You know, maybe he's got a different plan for you. So, <laughs> Boom. I love it. Do it all podcast. I don't know what episode this is going to be, but that was awesome, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah, dude. I appreciate that. That was, dude, that was incredible. Thanks, man. Thanks, man.